You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 41. Episode 41. So for this podcast, what we're looking at is the goals for the upcoming year. Like basically what every other podcast, every other vlogger is doing. Like it seems like December, everybody's wrapping on how they did last year. And January's kind of like looking at forward and what the goals are for this coming year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we can hit if we uh, or talk about if we've hit some of the goals from last year as well. Because I hit some that I was pretty happy with toward the end of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, you had a huge stint where you just ran, you just ran crazy for so long. Uh, now, here's a question: Is it a goal you hit, or are you just kind of happy with the results? Because I never remember a defined goal for last year. Uh, the goal was to get try to at least get ten hours a weekend. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you know, did great with that goal most of the time. Yeah, you were really putting in the volume. Uh I, as usual, was hit and miss. Seemed to be getting more volume in this year. <laughs> uh, so, but, like, okay, well, then let's do this. Let's go over, like, how you did last year and, like, as far as with your goals. what Like, what are you what are you happy with that you hit and what do you wish would have gone better? <laughs> I wish December would have gone better. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rough, December. <laughs> yeah. Um... But as far as hitting the goals, a big one for me was whenever coming into uh, last year, remember I couldn't play longer than about a three to three hour session was kind of the sweet spot for me, three to four, and then things would kind of just fall apart. Right. That was kind of, yeah, at the beginning before the podcast, I guess. Um, But then being able to play like the 12 hour session where you play, you know, maybe not solid, solid, but decent enough all the way through. Yeah, I noticed you could, like, I think your, like, long session game is really overtaking mine. Because, I mean, it seems like you had some, like, 10, 12-hour sessions where you were just really grinding it out the whole time. Uh, I noticed when I do these sessions, it seems like there's only a matter of time before, like, some type of huge cooler happens. And I'm just, I mean, I know, I know, like, the established poker theory and everything that is, if you have an edge in the game, it's more likely the cooler goes your way and all that. Yes, I understand all that, but at the same token, if it keeps happening, <laughs> but yeah, your uh, longer sessions definitely seem to be, uh, well, that, and you played way deeper stack than you've ever played. Well, yeah, that just led, though, to the putting more volume in, grinding the bankroll up, um, being able to play deeper stacked. Well, and I know, like, a big thing throughout the year, I don't know if we said it as much on the podcast, but a, I think at the beginning of the year, you were working a, way more extra, and so was I. And one of the big things was, if you're averaging more hourly playing poker, I mean, it makes sense to, you know, cut back a little bit and play more, play more poker if that's what you're averaging more. And not to mention, you enjoy a whole lot more. Um, yeah, say the bar is set very low for what you enjoy more than work, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You give me card dentists for long enough, and it's like getting close. 
Uh, so I mean, your big thing is is what the amount you were happy with the amount and the volume put in. It sounds like was your big goal, kind of two things that you were happy with last year. Uh, yeah. Um, mainly because it's always hard to. Well, I mean, you see the hourly, you see how much money you're making, but it's hard to be confident in that. Just I don't know, just because there's no guarantee, maybe. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, because when you're when you're profitable, you're not making 30 bucks an hour i mean this is something i have a hard time like uh describing to people who aren't in the gambling world is they're like well it's 30 dollars an hour when everything's going great i'm like no it's 150 dollars an hour when everything's going great but when things are going badly it's not 30 dollars an hour <laughs> either it's now you're losing 80 dollars an hour i'm like it's not that's just the average of the two so yeah i can definitely see how i can get kind of lost in that yeah, but I was pretty happy to hit those goals, though. You know, uh, play more volume long and being able to play longer sessions and um, keep the hourly up. The uh, So for goals for me, it was kind of a uh, a mixed bag. I wanted to get volume and, and also win a certain amount. I think the winnings for the year were pretty decent for last year. Uh, but they weren't as much as I wanted because... Where I live the entire year last year, it was hard to get the volume. Life situation came into into play. So it was kind of difficult on those ends. And I think this is a problem when you live in, like, smaller places. There's a smaller player pool. So that player pool, like, the regs are pretty decent. Like, the people who'd come in here and there, I mean, they were just shoveling money, and it'd be a great table. But most of the regs were not just super spewy, like, in Houston, you have a much wider group to play with. Yeah, absolutely. And I I remember you were, one of your goals was trying to get volume, but almost impossible where you were living at the time. Yeah, well, it was, it was very difficult based on the hour. Like, I mean, Houston, you can go 24 hours a day, find a game that's usually pretty decent at that. And there it's, you know, only seven to – only after seven, a lot of times the game will break at one. So it's just made it uh, a little bit more difficult. Although things have changed a little bit, uh, where I will say the volume might be better this year, maybe. So that's going to be a huge goal. But I guess this is a good uh, segue into our goals for next year, really, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'd say the goals for next year, I would like to get about 20 hours a week in. I mean, I'm sure you can do it. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, I mean, I'm pausing because I'm curious about what what kind of volume are you trying to get this year? It's kind of given. Maybe shoot for fifteen. I think fifteen is a good number. Yeah, so because you have that one extra day off than me, which I think makes twenty might be a little bit easier. That's true. That's a good point. And uh, and I mean that's still sixty hours a month that you're getting in. Uh, so uh, going for twenty hours a week might be difficult but i mean like we said i mean it's like i say it's kind of hit and miss it's a goal i mean not all goals will be achieved but 20 hours a week i think i might be shooting pretty high there i was thinking this is a i mean <laughs> I was thinking, this the is going to be ridiculous the more i'm thinking about it the more that is going to be very difficult uh you know what i'm back okay i'm pulling suit i'm going back to 15 with you there 60 hours a month is still uh quite a bit and yeah the more i'm thinking that's that's pretty that's gonna be pretty difficult yeah, like you can get that it's gonna be super tough though 
Uh, so yeah, that would be a. Well, and here's my thing. I know this is not as big a deal with you, but I would also like to go play in some different areas. Like, I've been stuck in, like, College Station for a while. I'm starting to play a little bit more in Houston. I'd like to go, like, to Austin and play more in their rooms. Uh, San Antonio and just kind of around. So. Yeah. Um. Speaking, did you end up talking, uh, debating if you're going to Cachada upcoming week? Uh, I haven't figured it out. Uh, they have, like, a huge deal but we we were looking at it uh this coming saturday but we were looking at it, couldn't figure out if it applied to only poker which if it did the deal would be just amazing and and because this will come out thursday right so people who hear this there was a gigantic deal coming it was like one to five thousand dollars every hour they were going to give to a seat and then uh also every hour on the but on the half hour, it was like two nights stay at Cachada, $500 and something else. It was really, really great. So I have to see what – I need to actually go and get the details. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounded like a great deal. But um, but as far as goals, too, I guess I guess I would try to keep – I guess because I guess on our trackers, you can track the hourly versus, this, versus all the years you've played. Right. So I guess it would be maybe match it. I mean, I know that's kind of a it seems weird to try to do what you did last year, but I think mine is definitely going to go. I'm trying to think of a number that would be. I think for this year playing more, and granted, it's going to be tough uphill battle because it does not did not start out running well for this year. Uh. The twenty, I'd like to get like maybe to the twenty-five to thirty dollar an hour range. Like, I mean, it's dipped down because of this bad downswing. Uh, I think I'm right around like twenty-one, twenty-two, so it's kind of not near as good as it has been. Uh, but I think with more volume, I'd like to, I'd like to increase my hourly, maybe just in general. I don't know if over last year what it ended up being, but in general, I'd like to get it up a little bit. Yeah, I think last year I was almost right at 30 for the uh, year. I think 30 because 10 big t- – well, mostly what we pl- what I play is 1-3. So 10 big blinds an hour in Houston seems very doable. Yeah, and no, that's what I was saying. I just want to try to keep it at 30 there. But, like, you know, because December, it's not even close. We've got a lot of work this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of work, so. So we're looking at 15 hours a week. Both of us are saying that's our goal. And about – Ten big blinds an hour. Seems very fair. Yeah, seems that way. Um, as far as different rooms, do you have any goals on different locations? I would definitely like to do all the major Texas locations. I'd like to go to Rounders in San Antonio and like maybe some of the smaller rooms right there. Uh, I've already been to the Lodge, uh, but I've never been to Texas Card House in Austin or Dallas. I'd like to go to those two places. What about, I know it's not a Texas, but what about um, in Oklahoma? Talking Stick? Never been. Uh, talking Stick's actually in Arizona. Oh, sorry. Not Arizona. Um, what is it? Uh, Windstar, I think Windstar. is what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool, too. So, uh, so yeah, I would like to do that. Uh, I'd like to go back to New Orleans and play over there in, at Harris. And, oh, you know, one thing I'm also looking forward to is Caesars will be opening up a la Capri this spring. So I'd like to go there, and hopefully they have a nice poker room that they open up as well. Oh, I mean, I'm 
aren't they redoing most of it? So I'm sure it'll be pretty nice. Well, I mean, I know it's going to come back as a horseshoe hotel, not as Olive Capri, is what I heard. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty certain it's going to be remodeled pretty nice. I just, I'm not sur- certain how good the poker room is going to be, but it was horrible before. And really, in all honesty, I've never been that impressed with Golden Nuggets poker rooms. Well, here's the other thing. Do you think they even put in a lot of effort in the poker room with Houston taking so many players away? The thought crossed my mind, which is exactly why I was like, if they have a nice poker room. Because, yeah, with everybody in Houston actually playing in Houston, I mean, there's more people, I think, coming from Louisiana to play in Houston than vice versa anymore. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I mean, they might... I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even have one. Ooh, God, that would be... Uh, I feel like, I mean, we we both know that casinos don't make a lot for poker rooms. I mean, we've seen that on the Strip, where just poker rooms are shutting down right and left. But I do feel like if you want people to come down there, like, it is something that you need to have. I mean, a lot of guys will go down there and just play poker, and but their wives will play slots and stuff, something that's way more profitable. I feel like that is something they really need to stress on having. But you're right. I mean, it it's definitely a possibility they don't have one at all. Well, I mean, remember when I was in uh, Golden Nugget last time? They had kind of more set hours on times the poker room was open. Oh, yeah. that's a, Which, I mean, was super shy. It's one thing if you can't get a game going. It's another thing to end the game just because those are the set hours. Yeah, very strange. But just kind of speaks to how well Houston's doing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, those are the big ones. I think, uh, I mean, obviously go take some trips to Vegas and play there, but I mean, I think I've covered almost all the poker rooms there. There's not, definitely not too many I haven't been to. I would like to go back to Bellagio at some point. Yeah, uh, but you, Bellagio I know is one of your favorites, I think, right? Well, just the buy-in limits and everything fit pretty, uh, almost perfect for what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh... Definitely more of a win person. I was I, th- I had a lot of fun at the Venetian. I never played Venetian because the owner was a very uh, against online poker. But since it's been sold and he's actually recently he's passed away like a year or two ago, I went and played there and it was actually really nice. So those would be. I've got a couple. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to make this or not, but it is a goal. I'd like to go to Florida and play. I hear the games are off the charts. I've always wanted to go to Florida and just to kind of enjoy it. I've been there to go to Disney World with the family, but never gone just to, you know, see the different parks, the beaches, and stuff like that. Do that and play some poker. That would be a pretty big goal of mine. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was there, I almost went to uh, where Kyle Fischel plays. the uh, uh, Orange City. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that because I see that on his – I see that on the table every single time. <laughs> Uh, that would have been, that'd be kind of cool. So that would be up there. But yeah. What about you? I know, I know this is not a big thing for you. Do you, do you give a shit if you play anywhere other than like three places here in Houston? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. I kind of (laughs) figured. Well, I mean, maybe going to Vegas to play once, um, recover from December, play higher stakes up there. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. But as far as, I mean, not really. I mean. Yeah, not a big thing. Well, you did mention that you would like to go play at the Hustler. Over oh in yeah, California. I mean just to see what it's like. Yeah, I think I think that and the bicycle would be two kind of historic ones. I'd like, 
Well, I don't know if the Hustler's historic, but yeah. it's just really nice now. <laughs> and the bicycle is, obviously, live at the bike. So those are, uh, okay, so about 10 big blinds an hour, 15 hours a week. I mean, that would be, so you want to think about what the goal uh, financially for the end of the year would be? This might be kind of daunting. I guess you could try breaking out on a calculator then. Okay, so well, so we're going 60 hours a month. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be 6, 12, 18. So that would be 1,800 a month. So we're looking at 18,000 after 10 months. And 3,600. So we're both shooting around for an extra 22,000 this year in poker winnings. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that'd be about right, yeah. which is... A decent amount. And for tax purposes, doesn't mean we're going to hit it. No, absolutely. actually, if anything, I'm almost definitely going to be down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, you just it's just putting in the volume. That's all that is. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? Another thing. I would like to try. I'd like to do a couple live streams this year. Oh, yeah, because I actually got to play quite a few of them. You didn't really get to play any, right? I was on the live stream at Paramount for the tur that tournament one time. But, I mean, as far as, I mean, you got deep enough to be on the live stream, but as far as going there to play cash on a live stream, you, you never got to go at all, right? Never played cash on a live stream. I'd like to do a couple of those. And I'd like to do some tournaments. I'm not a tournament player. Uh, mostly, I just think it's very hard to be profitable at low-stakes tournaments. So we'll see at the prime main event then. Yeah, prime main event. But I do want to. I want a satellite of that thing. Uh, so I would like to do a couple of those and maybe take down a tournament here and there. I've done. I've had great results in tournaments. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, it's been ridiculous, right? On my poker tracker, it's been highly profitable, but long run, it just seems very daunting at the amount of rake that they give. But I'm definitely gonna kind of dabble in those. And I mean, as far as tracking the tournaments, you track all the tournaments you play, whether it be $40 buy-ins at like a home game or whatever. Right. So, I mean, your results are pretty accurate. You track everything. I don't, I don't even track tournaments because it's not really what I do. I know I might, no, I guess I'm probably not up anymore. About break even at this point. Yeah. But. It's a, well, yeah, I think, well, I don't, why don't you track them? Because you can sort tournaments in cash uh, differently on the poker tracker. Yeah, I probably should. Maybe that maybe that would be a better goal for me this year, other than just doing what I'm currently doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, now the only one thing I don't track is I don't track the online tournaments, but I don't tra track online cash either. So all of the only thing I do track is actually live. But yeah, uh, tournaments and some live streams. So uh, yeah, I've actually got a, kind of a full bucket list. I mean, between the the amount of volume. Uh, the big blinds per hour, the tournaments, the live stream, and a stream, and a couple traveling trips. Uh, I think I got quite a few goals there. And I actually have a goal that um, it seems like a lot of these goals aren't like pain in the butt goals, and more like trying to successful goals, right? One that I'd like to do that would take kind of some work would be go through Jonathan Little's tournament masterclass. Ooh, this is really good. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about just you know flat out studying. Yeah, and really. I mean, I have it. It's available. I just haven't done it. Just laziness, I guess. I, I thought mean, you did. Well, wait. His tournament. Oh, his tournament masterclass. Tournament master. Yeah. Okay, no, I've done yeah. the. I've done the cash front to back. But I'm saying to actually sit through and do the tournament masterclass. Because like whenever I was doing tournaments, because I don't really play tournaments, right? I mean, I just started tracking a few years ago, and I've only been playing cash. 
So in some base, I mean, what seemed like basic tournament situations, I was still not getting it right. I mean, just because ill-prepared. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've never done it before, I mean, then you're just not and you haven't studied. Uh, I've I've played a lot more tournaments, not high-level tournaments, but I'm more versed just because I have played a lot more tournaments. But I've never put the, that much study in either because... Let's say, I mean, if it's if you think it's going to be really profitable, it's easy to put the study in. But if you think it's kind of not going to be that profitable, then you kind of just, it's not as, you're not as motivated. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if I would say, you know, Lifetime, I've played under 20 tournaments. Oh, Live, yeah. I mean, probably around 10 the last three years, so. Yeah, which I, mean, I think... It, when you're doing as well as you're doing at cash, I mean, I will say I think your tournaments should be cut down quite a bit. Because, I mean, if you're averaging what you're averaging at cash, I mean, whenever you go and play a tournament, it's cutting into that time. But I think it's probably good to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think this year I'm going to give it a, a try, or more of a try. I mean, I don't think two tournaments a month would kill you or... Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm about to say it might. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just start out with one tournament a month because that is a lot of time invested. And depending on the amounts, it's a lot of money invested too. Yeah, no. That's maybe one a month, and probably most of them will be like a free roll until a tournament comes around that, you know, like a tournament series and do one tournament there. Yeah, that'd be really uh, good. Maybe that Prime Series, maybe that Prime Mate event. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Hey, let me just sell my car right quick. Yeah, there you go. You might need a little bit more. Uh, it's a so okay. Well, that's good goals for the year. Uh, I guess at this point you want to go over what sessions. <laughs> Say what happened to you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, say I debated going, then I got these text messages, so I stayed home. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So basically, it's we've uh, done we've kept on grinding these sessions. Both me and you are on pretty big downswings at this point, which is getting just almost funny at this point. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Say emphasis on almost, but God. So this one's tough. Uh, so I go to Legend. I go no. I go to one hundred and one. They have one table going. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I end up going to Prime, and I will say this: Prime. I have yet to be there when the table's not been pretty good to play at. They seem to be... Like, Legends, it depends. You might be kind of grindy. It might not. Prime, I'm getting on a great tables, but I am not running well. Uh, we can just say there's a, there were a lot of getting it in good and just getting uh, coolered. There is one hand that kind of is kind of interesting. Okay, go for it. Uh, I have King-Queen... Someone bets out. There's a call. I think it was a larger than average uh, open size because a lot of times uh, I will sque uh, might squeeze here. I go ahead and put the call in. It comes and there's uh it calls a lot. I think there's like five or six people to the flop. Oh man, I'm kind of regretting not squeezing now, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. There's so many times, so many places where this went badly for me. Well, I don't know if you're. I mean, I don't know if I'm squeezing with one caller. Well, I think one is a. 
the guy who originally raised was from early position, didn't seem to be like, he was one of the few that weren't playing like every hand. And it was, I think it was like a $25, $26 open raise size. So I'm like, uh, you know, sometimes you can kind of, these players will, you know, uh, raise a little bit bigger with their bigger hands. There are some sizing tells. So that's kind of what slowed me down here. And But there was only one caller, right? There was only one caller. If I, I, mean, I think if I'm more around, if I'm if I'm in later position, I think it becomes an easy squeeze spot. Yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking. Too bad you were, there was only one caller in between, because seeing it six ways is going to be dicey. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, so you have king, queen, six ways with the flop. Go ahead. It comes king, jack, seven. Uh, I think there's a flush draw on board. It's the guy who originally let out uh, bets like like another same size bet. It's like thirty dollars or something. It's a small bet, but with so many calls, it's very small into the pot. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much was in the pot. It's probably like one fifty or something. And then there's a call. Uh, I call here. I thought about raising, but there's a lot of players behind. King Jack is available. I, I don't know. I mean, ace, I mean, this player could have Ace King. I mean, he ra- he raised from early position. Uh, I definitely thought about a raise. I decide on a call. Okay. Uh, it. I think it might be one one more caller, and then uh, and then it goes to the turn, which is a Queen, giving me two pair. But it didn't make. 9-10 into a straight, and it also made uh, ace-10 into a straight. Okay. First guy, the original Razor now checks. Then the player to my right goes all in uh, for probably about $350. I think this is snap call, right? Well, it's... I debated folding forever and a day. I was like, well... But, I mean, my theory was, would he just jam two times the pot with the nuts? I mean, would you, you think he would try to get some value here. Right, which is one of the, I mean, some of the best tells you've given me. I mean, that's just been so profitable that people aren't don't jam the nuts that often like that. Yeah. Which has led me to making some pretty good hero calls I wouldn't have made before. This is, I guess you could really put this as a hero call because basically I'm not beating anything that he represents. I mean, this is very polarized. Well, I, I don't even know if this is polarized actually here. Uh, but it's like 300 into how much? Probably 350 into probably, it's probably about twice the pot. It was like, it might have been more than 350. I remember it was, it was a lot into this pot. It was almost double the pot. I do remember that. So it would definitely have to be more. So, so it's not a snap call now. I thought it was. Yeah. It's a. Because how many people called the flop? Because then we have 120 going in. It was like six to the flop. It was five or six. It was, it was very multi-way. Right, right. So, but I thought it was 25 pre. You had six callers, right? Right. And then how, and then I, you said you bet 30 on the flop. Do you know how many people called the flop? Let's say four. Four. So, six, nine, one, twenty. And then what did we have? We had 200, so that's 320, right? Is that what we had? Right. So he had to have more than... I mean, if it's 350, you're snap calling. If it's pot or just over pot. Yeah, it's a... 
I make the call. I like. I mean, my whole theory was: Does he ever do this with like a straight here? It seems like you go for more value. I call, uh, and he flips over ace ten. Well, geez. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of these things. I mean, you th- could this be a very exploitable fold? Yes, but at the same token, when these players bet this way. A lot of times, I mean, me and you talk about it, a lot of low-stakes players don't even have bluffs in their range. You were one of the few that I actually knew who did bluff quite a bit, even at the beginning. Yeah, it didn't work at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, this is probably, you can just fold here. Uh, This is so exploitable. I mean, this was one of those, this was a bad call done in the moment. You know, I'm finally... It's one of those where it's probably getting in my head that I think I'd gotten back to even a little bit more. And then I'm like, well, two pair here. Could he ever have, you know, king 10, queen 10? I mean, like a, a straight plus. But, I mean, no one's doing this with anything usually other than the nuts here. But in the moment, I was like, well, it seems like you'd want to get more value. So it was a call. And I think this could be, this can easily be laid down. I also think it's kind of player dependent, though. Probably so. Uh, well, I mean, here's a here's the problem: is what what hands could he do this with in a multi-way pot? Yeah, I guess it being multi-way really makes it to where it could be a fold. Because I, I was still in my head thinking it was heads up, like I was playing it out as if it was heads up. But I guess, I mean, were there any draws out there for him to even guard against? You said there was a flush draw. I think there was a flush draw. Uh, king, because, I mean, overplayed King Jack, but, I mean, why would he be I mean, why would you call the flop to jam this turn for way more with King Jack? Yeah, and, yeah, I think you're right on that, so. It's, uh, so, uh, that one was kind of a tough one. I mean, a lot of other ones that actually played very well and ran horribly. Uh, so Paramount was, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Prime was a disaster. Uh, a couple tough hands at Paramount. Flop to set to a straight. Uh, flop to overpair to a set, which I could have probably laid down. But with the stack size being what they were, it was, it's probably pretty close either way. So it's been, uh, you know, we're grinding it out. I mean, we're going to try to get these goals back on track for this coming year. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's so tough when they say that variant, or uh, what's it called, volume cures variance, but it is tough when the variance takes you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> volume plus bad variance also kills bankroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a, uh, uh, but yeah, that was kind of the, that was, that was this week. It's a, uh, so, but like I say, we're going to try to keep these goals. I mean, try to keep, we're going to try to keep the volume going on and, um, I mean, eventually, we're going to hit that upswing. It's, you know, just a matter of time. So we'll uh, keep kind of grinding that out. Um, On other news, though, I mean, if I didn't play a hand, you text me some of these hands, and I just lost the will to get in the car. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good without that. No, thanks. Um, But you're going to Vegas next week, right? Isn't That's that- right. I am going to Vegas. Uh, Very impromptu trip. So we'll... uh. I'll be going there, and hey, maybe I can... Well, okay, 
Did you, you saw Lexo's vlog that he just put out, right? That he was in Texas just running like shit and then goes to Vegas and immediately goes up ten grand. I'm like, maybe maybe there's something to that. <laughs> yeah. Buy the ticket that night. <laughs> yeah. It's uh so I'll be going there. It's a very quick trip. I'll be leaving Monday. I'll be there Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and coming back Friday. Uh I would see where I'll play. I would like to I tell you what, the wind took took my spot as my favorite place to play. So I want to go back there and play. I'm sure I'll head to the Aria and all the uh the ones that we that I like to play. Probably maybe Venetian. Do you try to take a shot at uh 2 5? Not? Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> I mean <laughs> ask me that 4 months ago, 100%. Uh this this downswing has been pretty crushing, uh. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if things if things go really well this week before Vegas, and I run really well in Vegas, maybe. I mean, it's not completely off of the table, but it'd be unlikely at this point. Right. I really want to see it that five ten in Bellagio. I think MG has a MGM still has a one two. So I'm really <laughs> gonna be focusing on that game actually. If I can't find a one one. I wonder how many vloggers you'll see. I, I mean, mean one that like last time didn't you see a ton? Are they at the free poker leagues in Vegas? <laughs> probably not. Okay, well probably not very many. Uh the uh did I, oh yeah, last time I did run into a ton. I ran into uh, Adam Rude, ran into Jamin, talked to him for a minute, ran into uh, Spraggy. Uh, to run into everybody. Oh, uh, ended up playing right next to the Trooper. It was a really fun trip. Yeah, I ran into everybody there. Yeah, so let's see who you run into. Do you have any must-play places? I guess just the win? Uh, the, I always like the win. I always like Arya. Uh... No, not really. I have to see how I see how I feel. It, like they have so many poker rooms that it just kind of depends on the mood, I guess. So yeah, I would. My only advice is stay out of the uh, five, ten, twenty game at the win. It is dicey. It's a <laughs> tough game in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need that. I need a pretty big upset. I mean, I tell you what, there's got to be a tournament hit before I do that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess. Do you have any other? thoughts on vegas or i mean as far as year goals i mean i think we covered that but uh yeah it'll be uh, i'll be go there i'll i mean i also want to play a little craps and uh stuff like that so i mean it won't be just poker but i'll i kind of have to see i mean i like some of the off strip casinos i think south point and uh the orleans are kind of underrated so maybe out there uh I haven't played it. Actually, haven't played an MGM in a while. I think that might be one I actually hit because that's the one I just I keep missing. Mm, I know we, you always play at Caesars. Oh yeah, I always like Caesars. That'll probably be a place. Uh, I'm actually staying at Bally's. I don't usually like Bally's that much, but I don't remember if their poker room is still open. Then I might play there a little bit too because I've only played there I think once. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to get some, um, some stories from their poker room. Uh, what was the other room I wanted to see if you would play it? Do you think maybe you do go to Red Rock? Get an Uber there. It's doubtful, actually. Uh, I think Red Rock is pretty far off the strip. I think I'd like to do that on like a seven, eight day trip, which I usually do when I go to Vegas. But on this quick three day trip, I think 
it's mostly going to be the strip around the strip. Like maybe I might go to Golden Nugget over on Fremont and stuff like that. Uh, so those, I think it's going to be on this three day trip. It's probably going to be everywhere around there. Yeah, I mean that sounds exciting. So, I mean, I don't know if we're going to end up recording one before that though. Right, that was the other thing I was thinking about. We might end up recording an episode before that, so. Yeah, we might actually have to. So yeah, we'll uh, go. We'll kind of see. I'll uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like I say, kind of just kind of got that that on the fly. So hopefully I can. Last time I was in Vegas, I ran amazing. So you should just stayed there. <laughs> Preaching to the choir right here. <laughs> Say nothing good in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Say nothing here was great for you. I mean, it'll be tough because I'm. Might be looking for a house, job. I don't know. It's a, a squeeze poker in there. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. Let's uh, like I say, I'm looking forward to getting uh, maybe even like a quick uh, tournament in Vegas would be fun too. So we'll have to I'll have to see what transpires. All right, I guess on that note, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. That concludes episode 41. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.